Hello, hello. Welcome to the Maleko and Flash podcast. I'm Maleko. What's up, everybody? I'm Flash. And on today's podcast, we're bringing you another double feature. We uh, Later in the show, we're going to have Chef Leanne Wong, who's going to be uh, talking to us about a special presentation from hers this weekend on Living Room Live. Well, right now, we're going to introduce you to our special guest for this first half of the show. He is the owner of Hula's Bar and Lay Stand at Waikiki, formerly the owner of the Wave Waikiki. Uh, he is an all-around great guy, nightclub owner, and he used to beat the heck out of Flash. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jack Law. Yeah, I'm the one that kept Flash in line. Hey, by the way, just so you know, you know, uh, uh, last Wednesday uh, was the anniversary of the Wave closing. So 2006 is when the wave closed. And wow. uh, a lot of people don't realize, but the wave was open for 25 years. 2006? And yes. That seems like a long time. I mean, it if sure you go was, actually. You know, and, and you know what? I only remember one year of it. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> Okay, so wait, so it was closed in 2006. I'm bad at math. How many years is that that it's been gone? Wow. It's uh, uh, Was that 14 years? years? 14 years? 14 years. And how long was it open? 25 years. 1980. Yeah, 1980. Wow, Flash was 40 then. That was amazing. I know. We were all, uh, you know... Not knowing, well, you know, Flash wasn't there in the beginning, you know. Uh, no, he yeah, was let's conceived get that in the women's restroom, I thought. Yeah, no, he he came along in the later on and, uh, you know, he changed, you know, the way he was very successful before Flash. And then when Flash came along, uh, it was successful after Flash. And it was a, it was a, you know, Flash brought his own personality with it. It was great. Awesome. All right. Well, we, uh, probably the reason it closed, frankly. Uh, let's, uh, before we get too far down that rabbit hole, <laughs> let's, let's talk about drinks. Uh, in the podcast, of course, we always like to have a little afternoon cocktail. Uh, I've made myself my margarita, my new chilled You're beverage really glasses. To that, this is a huh? quarantine purchase here. I got these on Amazon. They're chilled glasses. Very excited about that. So I got my margarita going right now, a Tres Agaves uh, margarita mix. And uh, I like to use anything uh, else. I like to use I think, cheap tequila. I think the memo like that, that was a prerequisite. You oh, didn't know yeah. the drinks were a prereq, Jack? No, no, no. So all I got is a hand sanitizer. All right, don't drink that. No, it's seventy percent alcohol. Do it. <laughs> it's not healthy. Not healthy. Well, you know, you you are in a bar, right, Jack? I mean, you could just get a drink, right? Yeah, but you know, the everything is torn up right now. Mm. Uh, I'm in my office at, uh, at the Wave, or the office, and um, at the Wave at Hula's. And uh, we are working, the staff is working uh, like crazy to make the place uh, brand new again. So, because we, we plan to open up on, on June 5th, and we're going to be open up as a, uh, Hula's Beach Bites. We're going to be opening, you know, we've always served food or at least a, a long time we served food. And now we're opening up uh, uh, as a restaurant because restaurants are allowed to open up on June 5th. 
And so that's uh, that's what we're going to do. And 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 uh, we're going to have good food, and we're going to socially distance, and we're going to do all that good stuff. All right. Before we go any further, let's get a word of the day. Jack, help us out here. Um, Throughout the podcast, we're going to try and drop this word in a few times, kind of get people the excuse to have a cocktail. So think of a word that we might say a bunch, but not you know too much. Socially distance. Ooh, I like it. I like it. All right. So the word of the day is socially distance. Whenever you hear the word socially distance, raise your cocktail. Are you going to drink straight out of the bottle there, Flash? I, uh, I poured some into my Rockstar glass. Oh, my this gosh. This is for effect. You're an animal. Mm. Jack, <laughs> you're just going to have to live vicariously the, through us. The, right. The other word you can use is product placement. <laughs> yes. There's other words for that. Flash qualifies for all Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> there's, there's other words for that, like or. Yeah. Well, Jack, you mentioned yeah. something interesting. A lot of bar owners have said this. Actually, I've, I've talked to several business owners as of late. They're closed. And what can you do with this time except take advantage of it and completely renovate? So what's going on inside of Hula's? Well, that's what we're doing. Uh, you know, we got that uh, uh, PPP, the uh, uh, payroll protection uh, policy money. Uh, and so we had to use it up within a certain amount of time uh, in order for it to uh, be, get, be forgiven as a loan. So um, we're taking this time and we're, you know, just really going stem to stern and fixing the place up. But you know, in reality, when they put this thing together, you know, the, the money is going to be up in, um, or the use of the money for the payroll is going to be up in the middle of June. But they're trying to extend it, from what I understand, the inter, uh, restaurant, uh, the uh, Mer- National Restaurant Association is lobbying to extend it until the end of June, which will be really great. Then we can really get an idea. But luckily, um, the governor said, uh, and working with the mayor, said that we, restaurants can open in, on Oahu on June 5th. So we're going to take advantage of that. But it's only going to give us like two weeks to figure out if this is going to work or not. You know, so it's... Jack, uh, um, what, why yeah. do you think that they would say your establishment, Hula's Bar and Laystand, first and foremost, is like a bar slash nightclub and I would say food would be the third component, but why would you take a place where if you didn't have a kitchen and you weren't serving food, you wouldn't be allowed to open on June 5th? I mean, don't you think that's a little silly? I mean, it's the same place. You're just, I mean, it's, you're serving one type of widget versus another. I've been, uh, I've been in business in Waikiki for over 50 years. Uh, when you're dealing with a business, uh, when, when, you're, when a business is dealing with the government in Hawaii, none of it makes sense. So at the year of, uh, you know, the 48th year, I decided I'm not going to try and figure that out. You know, uh, it's, you take it and then you, then you deal with it. And that's what we're doing. Do you know of uh, any place that before this was a bar that's scrambling to start serving food so that they can open earlier? Well, you know, a lot of places are, are doing different things in their own way, um, uh, you know, and, and takeout. And sometimes uh, 
uh, and I don't want to mention uh, business names, but some of them are doing like you come and uh, order your food for takeout. And then while you're waiting for your takeout to be finished, you can have a drink, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, people are really this is uh, this is unprecedented and people are desperate. People are trying to be as creative as possible into trying to get any kind of money in because um, expenses go on whether you're open or close, you know. And uh, I, uh, Hula's is very fortunate because I own the condominium space that Hula's is in, but I still have to pay a common area maintenance every, every month, which is over $6,000. And I got to pay, uh, and then my real property tax doesn't stop. And uh, my insurance doesn't stop. And there's still, you know, and there's still expenses go on whether you're open or closed or not. So we're trying to do this and hopefully we'll be able to make, uh, if not make a profit, at least, you know, uh, tamp down on um, those expenses that uh, we do have, you know. And it's very and important you, for us, uh, you know, it's also very important for us to keep the legacy of Hula's going, you know, and that's, well, that's the other thing. Let's talk about what, what's going to happen here. You're going to reopen as a restaurant, but Waikiki is still pretty much shut down. There's no visitors coming in or very few. Uh, you've obviously, you've got a, a good local contingent that'll come back, but you do have a huge chunk of your business that's tourism. Am I right? Oh, yeah. You know, I would say on average, 65% of our business on a normal time is, uh, you know, uh, uh, is tourist <laughs> visitor uh, business. But, uh, and the other thing, the other component about it is the locals, uh, you know, the locals make their money from tourists, right? Uh, unless you're in the military or working for the government or something like that. So the people that were reaching out and getting, uh, asking to come in and, and, and you know, have our food and, and, and while they're having their food, have a cocktail or, 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 or wine or whatever. Um, they are, they don't have, people aren't going to have a lot of money to spend on um, eating out. So it's, it's, it's going to be a challenge for everybody. It's going to be a challenge for the businesses and it's going to be a challenge for the customers. So what are you doing differently inside Hula's? Uh, if people have been there, they're kind of familiar with the layout. It's kind of an uh, open air indoor bar, but it's like everything about it is kind of packed in together. So are you, are you moving tables apart? Yeah, no, we're doing all the socially distancing. Hey! Uh, I hey! Set <laughs> Sponsor plug. <laughs> I feel like the duck just came down. Flash, you actually have to drink the alcohol instead of just no, I'm plugging the sponsor. No, I'm drinking it from the Rockstar cup. Yeah, the actual, yeah, sip. Yeah, sip. There you go. Good Listen, boy. I've been sipping this whole time. Um, Hula's doesn't have a lot of tables to begin with, so if how how does that work for the bar and bar stools? You just take certain bar stools out yeah every well first of all everything is uh moved six feet apart we're putting uh uh you know markings on the floor we're uh using an open table for people to make reservations if you're from the same household you don't have to be six feet apart but you know and we got to take their word for it of course but if people are uh, from the same household they can sit at the same table but they're, they are going to be sitting, you know, six feet apart. 
and and you know the hand sanitizer is at the door we're even going to go as far as um probably take people's temperature as they come in really yeah rectally you know, the, 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 the not the non-touch forehead temperature <laughs> not the other way around well that's well, no you fun. can do the other way around for flash because like you can't socially it. distance that way yeah no that's pretty intimate <laughs> That, that was fairly, your social distance. Social distance. Social distance. Social distance. <laughs> By the way, for those of you watching on Facebook Live right now, uh, there is a donate button below this video. Uh, that is for the Henry Capono Foundation, or uh, for the Hawaii Food Bank this week. Um, so you can make a donation. That's what the show Living Room Live is all about this weekend. Um, we are raising money for the people who can't afford uh, you know, to, to buy food right now. We're talking about those people who depend on tourism. Jack, let's talk about your employees for a second. How many people do you have working at Hula's on a typical Saturday night pre-COVID? Well, altogether, all uh, uh, we had 21 employees. We have 21 employees. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's how, how many, plus, plus we had entertainers, which, uh, you know, dancers, yeah. And uh, you know DJs. singers and DJs, etc. Et, et um, and so, what happened when they shut down? Everybody immediately, we shut down on March 18th, and immediately everybody applied for unemployment. And you know the story of unemployment. And there is, I, yeah, we still have uh, uh, employees that have not gotten their unemployment, which is really ridiculous. And I, I just want to say something about the unemployment in, in Hawaii. You know, uh, they say they couldn't anticipate this coronavirus, this pandemic. And, I, and my position was every year they said, we are going to get a hurricane. There is a chance that there is a very good chance that we'll get a hurricane. It's not if we're going to get a hurricane, it's when we're going to get a hurricane. You know, we're going to get a direct hit you know, every month the sirens go off and everything. And they should have been planning for that hurricane because if that hurricane would have hit, uh, everybody would have applied for unemployment, would have had to apply for unemployment. And we, the unemployment, the government should have been set up for an emergency like that. And obviously it was not. And this is, uh, it, it's just horrible. And the fact is that they, uh, I've saw the governor and, and, and uh, somebody else in the government that were being interviewed on TV. And they actually laughed at the, that the computer system on the unemployment insurance division was uh, old and antiquated. And how dare they? There are people starving right now that just couldn't get to something that they have paid into for years. And, and we, Hawaii has went from the state in the country with the lowest unemployment rate to the state in the country with the highest unemployment rate within two days. And uh, it, it, is, it, it is just tragic that uh, so many people, you say this, this, this uh, podcast is for the, um, this podcast is for the, um, uh, the food bank. Well, people really need the food bank because there's so many people that just are going to bed hungry in Hawaii because of this unemployment situation. That's a fact. Uh, the last report we had a couple of days ago was that there were still about 70,000 claims unpaid. These are 70,000 households yeah. 
<clears throat> applied for unemployment benefits, and it could be anything from 100 bucks a week to you know 1,000 bucks a week, and they're not getting a penny, and they haven't gotten a penny since March 12th. So you think about yep. all that time, rent is due, groceries are due, electric, phone bill. I mean, I don't know about you, but if that happened to me, two months and I'd be wiped out. I'd be homeless. Well, well, well the thing is, you know, speaking as an employer, we have been paying into that unemployment insurance fund twice a month, you know, and paying into it, paying into it, paying into it. And for years, we, you know, the unemployment level in, in uh, Hawaii has been low. And, and uh, our unemployed, you know, we, we personally, our business, we didn't have a lot of unemployed people ever. So we're playing into it, paying into it. And the very time our employees need this insurance, it's not a giveaway. It's an insurance. It wasn't available to them. And it's still not available to them. And uh, we were able to, thank God. We were able to get the. Uh, what's nope. what's going on? That's uh, that's Leanne Wong joining us. Oh, we're going to talk to her in just a second. I just want to wrap this up. I guess I've said everything I wanted to say about it, but you understand, this is a serious situation, and the fact is that the government is. Uh, I don't. I would say I don't mind paying taxes, but I sure hate the way they pissed it away, and they certainly have pissed it away somehow we're not getting our money's worth for being the highest tax state in the country per capita. Jack, have you, have you been able to um, still employ all, all 21 of your employees through this time with, with the renovations and all the stuff you're, you're doing? Yeah, we, well, yes. You know, uh, when we, as soon as we could, as soon as we got that money from the government, that PPP, uh, we were, uh, it was really white knuckle because they were talking about running out of money and I literally met my banker on the streets of Chinatown to sign the document for us. So we, 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 we just missed the boat even immediately. And luckily, we, and when we got it, there was a lot of um, stipends uh, in order for you to qualify it and make sure that uh, it's, it's a, it turns into a grant rather than into a loan which, you know, we can't afford to get any deeper in debt than we already have had. So anyhow, that was important to us. Jack Law, thank you so much for talking with us today. Jack Law, of course, the owner of Hula's Bar and Lay Stand in Waikiki, one of the many thousands of businesses in Waikiki that have been affected by the COVID-19 shutdown. And uh, we just appreciate you talking with us today. Uh, you're welcome to hang out for a little bit here. We're going to talk to another business owner now. Well, uh, she's, I, I, I got... I, I got to sign off, but I just want to say that uh, when we do open up in June 5th, uh, our, we're going to try and keep our prices as, as inexpensive as possible. All our uh, beverage uh, prices are going to be, uh, be continuous uh, happy hour prices. So um, mm. we're just hoping to bring back the, the ohana of, uh, of the, the locals who love hulas and, and uh, hope to see you all there. Jack Law, thank you so much. Great to have you with us on the show today. Uh, if you want more uh, from Jack, they open this weekend. Stop by and, and visit them and, and give some support I, to that business. I have I have one quick final question, Jack. Are you guys going to be um, doing to-go alcohol? We haven't decided that yet. We'll probably do it uh, to-go alcohol for people that live in the Waikiki Grand 
hotel, which is the building that Hula's is on. And just to yeah. give a little plug, we're at 134 Kapahulu, across from the zoo on the second floor of the Waikiki Grand Hotel. Got it. All, all right, Jack, Jack, thanks thank again. You. All right, we're going to turn the conversation thanks, over thank to... You for all, thanks for everything you do. You know, you guys are always there for the public, and thank you. You're really... You're welcome. Aloha. <laughs> By that, he means thanks for being alcoholics. Thank you guys yes, so and, much and I, for being I, a I part of it. Guys, listen, I want you guys to socially distance, okay? That's a social distance. Woo! Social distance. Leanne, that's our word of the day. Uh, all right, Jack. Thank you so much. All right. So Jack is out. Leanne Wong is in. Now, you know Leanne Wong from television chef shows. You also know her from the world-famous and hard-to-get-a-seat Coco Head Cafe. And now she's a part of the exciting new uh, renovations and restoration at Pioneer Inn in Lahaina, Maui, which I think is where you are right I now. Think, looks like I think she's there right now, yeah. Yes, yeah, she is, yeah. Excellent. Leanne, how are you? Thanks for joining us. You're what? I'm in the middle of uh, refinishing all of our outdoor tables because we have this beautiful courtyard. So we're very, very lucky here at the Pioneer Inn that we will have plenty of open air outdoor seating, socially distancing. That's key. Moving that is good forward. news. That yeah. is good and news. The, yeah. cave, the view of the ocean. There's a talking parrot. Like, <laughs> we got it all. <laughs> Well, give me an example of what's going on in Lahaina now. We're, we're talking about a complete shutdown here in our it's economy. A ghost, it's a ghost Stopped town. inviting tourism. Lahaina, what's happening? Who's there? Lahaina's a ghost town. You know, we, uh, Coco Head got its PPP loan a couple weeks ago. So we reopened to do, like, right on Mother's Day weekend to do takeout and delivery. Um, and it's been really, really slow. Honestly, nobody's spending money right now because nobody knows when they're going back to work. We don't know. Everyone's kind of just holding on to what they got. Um, and so, you know, we plan on reopening June 5th at, in Cocoa Head, at Cocoa Head on Oahu. Um, and we're going to see how it goes, you know. I mean, we have to reduce our seating uh, in the dining room. As you know, the dining room itself is already really small. Um, and so, and we, everything's okay. really squished in and close together too. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah. we, we knocked out 300 to 400 covers a day in a seven and a half hour period. Wow. A restaurant. So we are literally turning the seats once every hour, turning the room once every hour. So, um, it's really hard to imagine what that's going to look like now. We did apply for sidewalk, uh, sidewalk, uh, tables, I believe. Um, so my business partner applied for the permits for sidewalk tables. Um, and we got to see where, you know, the city's going to land. It's like, uh, in Kaimuki specifically, um, we are sitting on a municipal metered lot and that is scheduled to go under repaving and construction in January, 2021. And everybody in the neighborhood's like, we can't shut down our parking lot at this point. Like, it's, you know, COVID has been super destructive to uh, obviously many retail and hospitality businesses. Um, and we're why, trying to figure it out. Why wouldn't they have accelerated the construction since construction is deemed essential? And they should have been doing the construction this whole time, these last two months. I don't know. Maybe the construction guys were processing unemployment claims, but I don't think that happens. So I don't know. 
I mean, that um, seems like the logical thing it's, to do. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say what, you know, I know everybody, um, I know the local government and state government has been, you know, working overtime and extra hard to figure it out and figure out how we can restart our state again. And I think it's really important because we have done such a great job as a, as a community on a whole of flattening the curve. Did a great job. I think the last time we talked, I was like, "Stop the visitors!" Um, and you know, even though, even though we stem the flow of like sort of inbound COVID, um, you know, what is the new standard? And the minute it's again, it's like, what is that new standard going to be for, you know, coming to visit Hawaii? And the government needs to do. Our state government needs to do a little bit more. The Hawaii tourism. Uh, authority needs to do a little bit more to like basically put out a rider that goes out to every airline, every hotel, every, every travel agent, you know, that is selling flights to Hawaii. I know Senator Case is working on working with the FAA and trying to say, you need to get tested before you can even get on a plane to come here. Um, And that, and that's really important that people understand that if they're going to come into our community, that they should wear a mask and they should, you know, abide by the same social distancing laws that, you know, everybody here in the community that is helping to flatten our curve. And it's really, you know, I think there's such a, you know, there was such a backlash against like tourists and just, I, I would say, ignorant tourists who weren't really aware of what was happening or, or maybe chose to think that, you know, COVID was not a problem. Um, and you know, there's, a, I'm hearing radio ads for like, oh, let's bring back the aloha. We have to remember to be, you know, our sense of aloha. And that's all very true. But I think it's a two-way street. And I think it's, the expectation is, is that if we're going to go to another, another person's country, another person's town or whatever, and, and there are rules, regulations, norms, then you should abide by those rules, regulations, and norms. And I think that's where we're going to, the next few months are going to be really tricky as we start to welcome back tourists what sort of standards are going to be put in place for people coming to these islands? You know, if they're going to lift the quarantine, you know, businesses are obviously, we're going to say, right to refuse service if you're not wearing a mask. Well, how many angry anti-COVID hoaxers are going to come here thinking like, well, you know, I don't have to wear a mask. Why should I wear a mask? It's infringing on my civil liberties. Like, there's a whole group of people out there. Um, you know, are dying for a vacation. So, um, you know, that, that, that brings us back to square one. And so I think it's really important that now that we're living in this sort of new normal that um, we're very, everybody is very open and honest about what to expect. If, you're there, if you want to come vacation in the state of Hawaii, we would love for you to come, but here's our new normal. We would appreciate these rules. The respect is not just, it's not about your civil liberties. It's about our community and protecting our community. So, you know, there, I think we're all taking steps to, you know, like um, the mayors want to open up on June 5th. Um, that's great. We're probably not going to open up Pioneer Inn until after 4th of July because there's nobody here in Lahaina at this point. Um, so, you know, from a business standpoint, it's just, it's different for every county. And I think there needs to be more information and more guidelines. I think restaurants and hospitality businesses need to know where the health department stands and what practices are going to be put in place uh, moving forward, you know? So what, what, how, you know, it's like, 
we have all these things that we're supposed to do, maybe put up dividers, everyone's in, in PPE gear and, and put up plexiglass everywhere, but it's like, what, what is actually the standard and what's gonna be the letter of the law by the health department? Like, we, we just, everything's- what, are, um, what have you noticed both as a business owner and as a consumer, what are the major differences between Oahu and Maui that you've noticed? Well, Oahu is, obviously, there's a million people on Oahu. There's about 200,000 people here on Maui. So, you know, when we talk about the west side of Maui, um, it's primarily the people who live here are working in the hospitality industry. So nobody's ordering takeout. <laughs> Everybody's out of the job. Everybody's, like, waiting for, you know, for, for our industry to get back up and running. But nobody's ordering takeout. I mean... If you're, if you happen to have like a takeout or a sandwich shop or a taco shop in Wailuku, great. You're busy still. Wailuku and, and Kahului are like very, very busy because of the center of the island. But Wailea over here, even Kihei is a little slow, you know? So, but Lahaina is a ghost town. Pai is a ghost town. Um, these are really tourist and visitor dependent markets. And so it's, it's a glaring difference between what's going to happen here in Lahaina and what's potentially going to happen back in Oahu for Coco. Now, now you mentioned July 4th as when you'd open Pioneer in there. And let's talk about July 4th. What makes that date special for you? Do you think by then we'll start to have visitor arrivals start to go up? Uh, we, you know, right now we're still waiting to find out if the inner island travel ban will be lifted. So that's one thing is that, you know, my restaurant is part of a hotel here. So I told the owner, I was like, we shouldn't open the restaurant until we're at least 40, 50% occupancy in the hotel. There would be no need. Like me and me and my chef, we're here. We can cook for the guests, you know, uh, do custom menus while they're here because the self-quarantine is still, uh, still uh, in order by law. Oh, sorry. They're like sawing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, it's, uh, so July 4th for me was just going to see, cause there are a lot of other businesses that are already trying to attempt to open. So it's kind of a wait and see to see how much traffic and how busy they're going to be. Um, so you're just doing this. You guys go first and we'll figure it out. Like I'm not, it's just it, at this point, everybody's operate, operating at a loss. So it's like, how long do you want to operate at a loss? So they're actually like, there are physically no bodies to buy food right now. That's like, that's the issue over here in Lahaina. I think with Oahu, it'll be interesting to see how our local community, how safe they feel going out to eat, you know? So our, you know, our, our staff at Cocoa Head, we're going to do everything, you know, we'll have sanitizer, gloves, masks, et cetera, uh, you know, sanitize the tables and the bathrooms constantly, but, you know, it's really up to the customer to say how safe they feel going out to eat, because at some point you have to remove your mask to eat your food, right? Um, so that's, that's part of it, you know, it, it's saying like, do we instill rules? You look at places like Japan and South Korea, where they're like, literally, they take temperatures of the kids before they come into school. They take temperatures of customers before they enter a business. And Jack Law was just saying he's going to start taking temperatures of customers before they come in. I mean, that is for the safety and health of everybody. 
everybody. And I think, you know, now's the time that we have to kind of put our, our individual liberties aside for the betterment of the whole, you know, and that's really it is that, um, you know, there's, there are people who are upset about not being able to get a haircut. And then there are people who are losing their entire livelihoods. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's just, you know, when you put it in perspective like that, that's some first world <laughs> problems. Yeah. You know, well, like, stop like, bitching about your hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like, you know, in the meantime, it, it, what's interesting is, you know, with everybody staying at home, and this is another thing that we're seeing is that everybody's cooking at home now. Everybody is, you know, it's cheaper to cook at home, easier to cook at home, cook for an entire, entire family. Everyone's making bread. I don't know what I it is, but everyone, everyone I know is making bread. Guys, the bread thing I is just, big, yeah. I have mastered making pizza at home, like both with like <laughs> sourdough pizza dough and like a yeast pizza dough. I like mastered it. I like never have to order pizza. I've just been eating a pizza every day. It's terrible. <laughs> but you, you know, you brought up a good point. If let's say tomorrow, if every, for whatever reason, magically the coast was clear, I've got enough food in my apartment to last me another month. Yeah. Like, so even just because restaurants are open, I, I'm always feel this anxiety to, to like eat all the food in my yeah, house. Yeah, but Flash, that's back. because you live on protein bars in Pal Vodka. So. <laughs> the restaurants are open, but our economy is still unstable. It's, and that's the biggest thing. And that affects everybody. That affects, um, you know, the whole supply chain uh, and everybody involved. And so that that's the other sort of, unknown is just that you know we're used to being busy we're used to used to jamming out so much food every day and now it's like okay we have to shift our focus we can only do you know we need to have our dine-in menu but we need to do items that are going to travel well we need to start thinking about doing like family style meal boards picnic baskets like shareable things that we can say hey you don't have to eat it here take it to the park, take it to the beach, take it to your backyard. Um, and Several so, restaurants here on Oahu are doing these family packs where you go yeah, in and you get, yeah. you get a meal for five, you get a meal for, for the weekend. Yeah, Even the fast exactly. food restaurants are doing it. Everyone's doing it. It's hard because that now, again, now you're, you're splitting the market on takeout, which is very different uh, from what people are willing to pay for a dining experience, you know, so... Now we don't have tourists, and now it's locals only. Half the locals are, you know, trying to get get work again, or they're busy getting back up and running. So who's spending money on takeout? You know, um, and so I'm gonna go somewhere less noisy. Hold on. <laughs> and if you can spend money on takeout, it's tables. not. <laughs> Hold on one second. Oh, say hi to Rob. Um, hey, hi. Hey. <laughs> It's not a Leanne podcast without a without an appearance by him. Without baby Rob. Leanne, <clears throat> Leanne, besides having to change the menu for the reasons you mentioned, are you also having to change menus because some of your suppliers just aren't open or don't have um, the I typical have items they would normally products. have? I have to change some of my products. Um, based on concepts. The concept has to change a little. The prices have to change a little. I think um, the 
yeah, like I, I, I've just had to change some of my product. I haven't had to change any menu items per se yet. Um, but one of the things that has been really good is that this is like an opportunity for my, my cooks, especially my chefs at Cocoa Head to reinvent themselves. I'm like, we know what works. We've got six years under our belt. We've got a loyal following. Have fun, you know, like literally have fun. And when, I mean, Flash, I encourage you to come visit our dining room when, you know, when we do reopen, we are going to, we are going to have a, we're going to have a Star Wars table, I think in like a Harry Potter table, maybe. <laughs> so, you got me at Star Wars. I'm in. Chewbacca will be present at table 14. Um, Excellent. You know, so we're, we're trying to make light of the situation and just do the best we can. And, and we just want everybody to be patient. You know, I think it's important that people understand that business and, and the whole process of eating out or dining in is going to be weird. And it's going to be, we've got to be flexible. Um, we got to put our personal sort of, well, you're here to service me. I'm like, yeah, yes. But, you know, it's like, we just have to, everyone's got to just take a breath and relax right now because... People be going crazy. I mean, you're reading about what's happening. Uh, you know, it, it's like, um, geez, those beach parties out at Kiana Point and Waimea and like all the garbage and beer cans. It's like, okay, if we're going to come out and come out of our houses, let's not forget our etiquette. Let's not forget our aloha for the Aina. Like, just what, what the hell? <laughs> so, um, you know, everyone's been cooped up for two months and it's just... You know, we're in this new world where we have to figure out what the new normal is and um, how we can get our businesses back up and running. And I think, if anything, this is just a really big wake-up call for the state of Hawaii and how we need to diversify. And we need... You know, you, you bring up the beach party, and I think that, that, that speaks to a different issue. We're talking about a generational issue where you've got an entire uh, group of... of of people, the young people that are unafraid of this virus. It doesn't affect them. Uh, they are not concerned. And so they feel like they've been oppressed by all of this. And so when you give them just a little bit of release, something like a graduation party at the beach like that, that's when you get like 200 people. Oh, wasn't this sad? It was, it was military. Military was throwing those big beach parties in the beer cans. That was the other not thing. Not only that, those fuckers said that they're going to keep throwing the parties. The military. Yeah, the guys behind it are military and they said, you, got, you can't tell us what to do. We're gonna keep doing these parties. Keep watching our social media for updates. The balls. That's bananas. Bananas. It never flies around here, by the way. No. That's, I'm like, that's... the local brothers are gonna come take care of that. So. I'm like, I know. I don't wanna tell you, but I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not gonna end well, but but having said that, it shouldn't even come to that in the first place, right? Like, I don't wanna see those guys get beat up even though they're morons. Like, yeah. just don't do it in the first place. Don't do it, and like, just, if you're gonna do it, Jesus, be respectful. Like, pick up your trash, you know? It's yeah. like- Yeah, I think Americans part of the reason get, is the Americans, party got you know, cut early. Americans so. get such a, 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 a reputation for trash, it's like, well, yeah, let's not leave our trash everywhere. <laughs> Anyone so, in Hawaii that litters drives me crazy to begin with. Well, it's um, also, it's like anyone that you see without wearing a mask more than likely doesn't live here. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it's the same thing, you know. I mean, we all want to go about our day not having to wear a mask all the time. Um, and, you know, right now it's, 
line is empty. It's a safe space, but it's like when we're busy and we're going to start inviting tons of people into the restaurant, I'm going to, I have to, I have to wear it just to protect myself and my family, you know? So it's just, I don't know what, what and when the new normal is happening, you know? And so, um, Leanne, walk us, walk us through that um, then exactly with what you're talking about. I come into the restaurant, I'm sitting at the Star Wars table, like physically. No, you're not. The, you're sitting next to the Star Wars table. Sitting next <laughs> to had, the Star Wars yeah. table. Yeah. So, so how so does that work? Like when, when, the, when I, when my food comes out and the, and the server like physically brings me my food, like how does all the social distancing work when you're serving people and I mean, I understand My taking orders, distancing. you can be six feet apart. Our servers, distancing. our servers are going to have masks and gloves. They're going to change their gloves often. Um, but that's the best we can do, you know? I mean, restaurants practice, you know, most restaurants, good restaurants at least, practice sanitary, sanitation, and, and uh, food safety. But, you know, and we're going to we understand that there's an emphasis on that right now. And that's what people are going to be looking at. You know, they're going to be, you know, eagle-eyeing our, our employees when they, you know, decide to take the risk to come into a small space and, and dine out, right? Um, so it's really up to my employees to, to give them an overwhelming sense of, of safety. And like, we're doing everything we can to, to you know, make sure that, uh, it's going to be a delicious meal and, yeah. you know, your food is... Well, this is another one of those uh, elements where when you go into a restaurant, you expect a certain amount of health and, and expectation of cleanliness. You know, if you walk into a restaurant and you see, you know, roaches on the ground, you're not going to want to eat them. If you walk into a yeah. restaurant and you see that the chef is in the back with the mask on his neck, you know, and he's not wearing gloves you're going to be a little suspicious about the rest of their hygiene. I mean, it's, it's just that one little crack in the surface speaks to everything else in the restaurant. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's really it. I mean, I think nobody wants to be as a business, nobody wants to have a COVID outbreak at their business. Um, that would obviously shut them down for good. Uh, so, you know, businesses are extremely cautious. Um, and I know that most of our businesses are probably going to take the steps, taking temperatures of their employees, et cetera, et cetera, to, you know, again, it, it's got to be, it's going to be this process of, you know, have patience. You might have to wait a little longer. We would love to feed you. We'd love for you to have this delicious experience. If you don't want to sit in our dining room, hey, we, you can order it and take it to go and go eat it on the beach. Go eat it in the park. <clears throat> um, Leanne, um, speaking of people waiting... Um, there's always well, a couple dozen people outside on the sidewalk in front of Coco Head waiting to get in. And those yeah. people are all clustered on that one little tiny, you know, piece of real estate right out in front. So it's exactly, actually, it's the same 10 people that have been there since March 12th when you closed. They just, they never <laughs> left. They're still waiting for a table. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I um, say is like all the locals who have never come into Coco Head Cafe because they don't want to wait in that line. I'm like, now's your chance. <laughs> but so so for that line out front, are you even having to take that into account and and you know mark up the sidewalk as far as that even how people wait in line? Because we might need to put tables out front. Tables are going to be our priority at this point. So uh, we've had people waiting across the street. I think you know essentially we can put up signs for social distancing and everything. Um, 
the street is only so big, you know, I, there, there have been Sundays that I've driven to work at like 10 AM and there's like line of people across the street, crowd of people in front of the restaurant, crowd of people under the awning next to the, the shoe store. So, um, yeah, there are days that we have 50 some odd people waiting in line and I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, our landlords are not going to let us mark up the sidewalk with a bunch of tape. So, um, you know, our, we have, we do have questions. I think there are questions like, you know, if we put up a big sign, a big banner that says available for takeout and delivery, is the county going to come rip it down and fine us for signage laws? Um, you know, how easy are they going to make the approval process for sidewalk tables and like outdoor eating? Um, are they, is the city going to be willing to compromise and take, you know, like that municipal lot and put tables figure out they're going to repave the whole lot. We'll figure out how to put some tables in the lot, you know? Why, why haven't they communicated all this sort of stuff with you already? The city? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's the next hour of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, uh, like, can I get into it? Let's check on Ege's poll numbers. But anyways, um, it's, it's, you know, again, everybody's working hard. I know the mayor has been, doing the best he can to try and get businesses open. Um, and I know at times that the mayors have not seen eye to eye with the governor. Um, so it's just, you know, I think what we're looking for as a business and as citizens is just clear, clearer direction. I think clearer direction, clearer guidelines. You know, there are all these ways that we're, they're be we're bending the laws, like selling alcohol out the door. Well, at what point are we going to have to stop that? That's what I want to know. At, at, Ju at during June, at June fifth, we're open open for dine-in business. Are we still allowed to sell alcohol out the front door? You know, so all these laws that were in place beforehand about like you can't put up extra signage, you can't like, you know, yeah, you can't sell to-go alcohol. Like, okay, so some of these things were were lifted during the shutdown, but like, what now? If I invest a hundred dollars in a banner. Am I going to come in and find that the county's come ripped it down one day and confiscated it, you know, and like issued me a fine. So th these are things that I think restaurants need to have a conversation with the county departments, or at least uh, there needs to be some, I'm, I'm not sure, I'm not on Oahu, so I don't know if they've had any, you know, we can't really have any gatherings or meetings at this point. So, you know, what is being done to hear business owners' voices about, you know, these policies that have been super restrictive for us in the past, but can be lifted now to help us get back on our feet. So those, those are more of my questions. Let me shift gears for a second here, Liam. Let's talk about what's happened since the shutdown. Uh, you, you've been keeping busy. You actually joined in really quickly as part of the Show Aloha Challenge. Uh, just, just explain for the viewers here what that is and uh, and, and how you, you helped out. I understand you were making meals to feed the hungry. Uh, well, you know, we, like when we first shut down for only takeout, you know, we were just like, okay, let's make sure like kapuna and keiki meals are free. Um, and then, you know, we were shut down for like a month. Uh, we got up and running a month and a half. And then we got up and running a couple weekends ago. And we have been actually... Um, you know, Show Aloha Challenge was um, for the Kokua, sorry, Kokua Restaurant Workers Relief Fund um, that was sponsored by the Hawaii Food and Wine uh, 
Kauai Food and Wine Festival. And um, it's just been, you know, there's so many, I think it's like 30, 40% of the state works in hospitality. And all these restaurant workers just don't, you know, can't pay their bills day to day. The unemployment check is not coming through. Um, and so uh, that program has been able to feed over 10,000 individuals, I believe. I think that was the goal for Denise. Um, so we we're very proud to participate in that. And then I just want to shout out to Mark Noguchi and Amanda Noguchi. Um, they're shouting Gooch. I mean, what they're doing is incredible. Um, you know, they, again, I'm, I'm so, I feel very blessed to be part of, live in a place that has such a sense of community in terms of how everybody has taken action to feed their employees feed the homeless, feed the out of work, feed Kapuna, feed Kiki, um, and just, you know, work together to get everybody's business back up and going. Um, so uh, it's been incredible, the Sheffield program. Um, so just a big shout out to Mark and Amanda, and thank you to those guys, because they're just making such a huge impact for everybody on Oahu. Um, and yeah, here in Maui, you know, it's, we're kind of waiting to see what's what's going to happen. It's it's pretty slow here. There've been a couple food drives, um, one a uh, couple weekends ago, but you know it's everything's leveling out a little bit. Hopefully, as businesses open up, people can just get back to work. Um, I think that's really what we're we're hoping for. I think it'll be interesting to track who's not going to open. Uh, when you talk about going July fourth, in the meantime, you're going to have takeout so your restaurant will still be doing takeout you'll still be serving food out of the kitchen just you're not welcoming guests just yet for pioneer inn so we're actually we've built a grab-and-go area so we ripped out a bunch of banquets we actually have a grab-and-go counter um it's right across from the banyan tree and so it'll be you know once we get hopefully we'll get this tourist traffic back we'll get boat traffic back and then you know, my hope is that people see it. It's not a sit down restaurant. You can come in, get something, get in line on, to get on the boat or go eat your meal under the banyan tree. So um, that's the goal. And I think the, you know, the we're still under renovation for one. Uh, we're still just doing, um, you know, fixes and waiting on linens and t-shirts and aprons and all that stuff. Um, so I'm hoping that by mid June, I can start the interview process, um, start rehiring. Um, and then hopefully by end of the month, start training people because we're going to need, you know, a couple weeks to train people. We're probably after July 4th and probably do a soft opening um, and just see how it goes. You know, I just, I don't even think there's going to be traffic here at that point. So, you know, we have, again, you see every day the, the HTA numbers coming out. Oh my God, 300 people flew to Hawaii today. It's like, yeah, 300 compared to 30,000 a day, you know? So it's just, the numbers are just different. So. Yeah. Um, you said you had to train people. Does that mean you're not going to get a group of your employees back? Well, it's a new concept. So, okay. You know, in, yes, we are going to hire some employees back, but to start out with, because it's slow, I have a super slim schedule. I cannot, I can, I literally physically cannot hire my old employees back. Uh, we have new business hours, so it's new shifts. At this point, I can't be flexible. You know, I stepped into a situation where I came in uh, to a group of people who were self-regulating and self-scheduling themselves. And, you know, I would have cooks disappear in the middle of the shift because like, I got to go to my other job and I'm just not going to deal with that anymore. So 
<laughs> they yes. don't have another God's job to go to anymore. Well, I mean, you know, and that's the point is that, you know, this is, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity and, and my responsibility for a new business is to make sure it comes out with our A game. Um, so I need an A team to start. And then, you know, as we hopefully ramp up business, we'll be able to hire more people. And whether that is somebody who's previously worked here before or somebody new, you know, it's really about who's going to be most qualified, who's really going to have that team mentality and really understand the concept and be willing to work. Um, yeah. You know, and I, I wish I could hire all my old employees back all at once, but like we literally do not have room on the schedule for it. I can only take back about half of my front of the house and a fraction of my back of the house. So. Chef Leanne Wong talking to us from Lahaina, Maui, from uh, her new concept restaurant at Pioneer Inn. Uh, you're also going to be a part of our show this weekend, hey! Living Live. And we're very excited about this. You're going to do a chef dip. What are you going to be making for us this Wait, Saturday? Wait, what? I, oh, yeah. I said, what, what is that? <laughs> oh, yeah, by the way, Leanne, you're on TV this Saturday, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You, you've actually, it's a pre-recorded segment, but you're making a, a, a tea of some kind. What, what is it you're making? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. So it's Tassan. Yeah. All right. I was like, what, what, what are you talking about? Okay. Um, yeah. I make Tassans. It's like, it's like tea, but it's like with fresh ingredients. So you can just pull stuff out of your garden, your fridge, just pour hot water over it, have a little broth. So um, yeah, no, I didn't know that was going to be on TV. Sorry. <laughs> Surprise. Hey, you're going to be on TV again. All right. You're like on like, TV yeah, all the time, though. So yeah, like, you're whatever. Her, no big deal. I haven't even yet. watched it. Honestly, I have not watched this. I, I started, I watched five minutes of episode one, and then I had to turn it off because I totally had PTSD. I was like, I can't watch this. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Top Chef. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about your oh, show. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you're talking about our show. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's okay. No. We don't watch it's it either. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough about your show. Let's talk about my show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you watching on Facebook right now, by the way, we do have a donate button below. Uh, click on the donate button. You can contribute to Hawaii Food Bank. This Saturday show is a benefit for Hawaii Food Bank. They've spent almost $3 million in food in the month of May. Just by comparison, their annual budget is $400,000. So you can yeah. see where the disparity is there, a lot of need. Um, and Chef, you've done such a great job of, of helping these folks out. We're gonna do our part this weekend. So if you're watching and you can, click that donate button below on Facebook. Thank you. No, I mean, honestly, everybody in the Hawaiian community has been above and beyond excellent in terms of just, I think, bonding together and just being patient and understanding everything that's going on, you know? So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody, all the restaurant workers, all the hospitality workers, all the medical workers on the front lines who are still, you know, putting themselves in danger day to day. Like, um, incredible. I'm like so proud to live here and so proud to be part of this community. So, thank you. Chef, thank you so much for talking with us. We'll see you, you soon. Guys. Take care. You're Take amazing. Care of your family. Love you. Gotta go Hopefully check out I'll that Star Wars table. <laughs> all right. We'll Bye, see you guys. soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, Flash, wow. that's it for us today. Okay. We just want to give a shout-out to uh, Jack Law from Hula's Bar and Lace Stand in Waikiki and Chef Leanne Wong joining us from Maui at her new concept restaurant, The Pioneer Inn, uh, and, of course, uh, from the world-famous and hard-to-get-a-table at Coco Head Cafe. Now, Flash, yeah. also happening this weekend, of course, in addition to Chef Leanne Wong, we've got a whole bunch of special guests. Uh, we've got uh, performances on the show from Pepper. That's right. The guys from Kona. Pepper going to be on yep. it's going to be amazing who else we got 
Uh, we got Lickle Jordy. We have our good friend Ravi Drums finally on the show. Um, fantastic video from Ravi. Uh, we also have um, our buddy Pono is going to be on the show. Finally getting him on the show as well. And then we have um, Ron Mizutani, the president of Hawaii Food Bank, is going to drop by. Uh, Shelly Wilson is giving us an update on where we're at with Mission First Responders and all the great stuff they're doing, supplying PPE to people. Henry Capono is going to drop by, give us an update on the Capono Foundation. Um, and we've got one of your politician friends. I can't keep track of whatever. Which, which we're trying to get all the, the councilmen, all the council members <laughs> yeah, there we go. on, and um, it's been difficult. Kim Ye is going to stop by again and, and, and swing back around one more time. And we also have our friend uh, Mara from uh, Parks and Rec and Schitt's Creek is going to swing by. Excellent. Lots of good That's stuff episode seven happening this Saturday on Living Room Live on KITV4. It airs at six o'clock. Uh, you can also catch it online streaming on our Facebook pages and on our YouTube channel at 7 p.m. And then it'll be there in perpetuity, so you can watch it whenever you want. Uh, coming up on episode eight, we've got Anuhea on the show. Uh, and uh, if episode eight goes well, we might go for four more. Otherwise, uh, we'll get canceled early in our run, and Flash and I will uh, be eligible for unemployment. I, I, think, I think he's going to make show eight. I'm not sure if it's going to be show eight or nine, but we'll, we'll have Josh Tatofi back. Um, we also have Rebel Soldiers. Um, coming up as well at some point, but just, it's all there. You go to the website, alohatogetherhawaii.com. You can watch all the previous shows, look at all the future lineups, and um, also donate to all the great causes that um, we've been supporting throughout this whole campaign. All right, well, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, visit us uh, online, alohatogetherhawaii.com or on our podcast page, alekoandflash.com. We'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. Social distancing. Ahui ho, social distancing. Mm -hmm. I drank this whole thing in I know. an hour. I'm about to finish mine right now, too. <laughs>